This is Coffee with Timmy. Hi everyone, how are you? Welcome to Coffee with Timmy. Today uh, we're going to be talking about something that affects only women. But men can listen as well because this will help you to understand some things about your wife, your mother, your sister, your friend. And I'm talking to someone who has been through it. So this is not just about research and figures and statistics. This is real. <laughs> I'm going to be talking about having hysterectomy. And it's an operation that quite a number of women have had. It's an operation that quite a number of women have died having it. But it's also um, one that quite a number have survived it. And we thank God for this um, young lady. Can I call a young lady? And yes. I'm going to be talking to that she has survived it. But what I'll, um, I would like us to hear from her, from a personal experience, the journey of making that decision. And um, I'll tell you why as we go along the decision, which is not easy for women to, it's not an easy one. Um, how, how she felt about it, how she felt after the operation. And I've chosen to speak to her because she wrote a tribute to a womb after she's had the operation. So before I go on, you know, I can talk. <laughs> so I'm talking today to my darling, darling pastor, Shalane. I'm talking to Pastor Shalene Bailey. She's been kind enough to um, agree to to put herself up for you guys to listen to. <laughs> so, um, Pastor Shalene, hi. Hi, Sister Timmy. <laughs> How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Uh, the pleasure is mine. The pleasure is actually mine. Um, so, Pastor Shalane, can I ask, uh, can I say first... Um, when did you think or when did you know that there was a problem? Um, so last year on my birthday, the 13th of November, I started my menstrual cycle and um, a week later I was still bleeding. But I've had this kind of episodes on and off okay. for the whole of last year, 2022. Um, and the reason for, for me ignoring it initially is because I have an underactive thyroid. Okay. And so when you have an underactive thyroid, you do tend to bleed more. Okay. So I associated the, the bleeding with the underactive thyroid. But normally it would last maybe um, 8 to 10 days and then it would stop. But this went on for about 3 weeks, the bleeding. Wow. Um, so much so that um, it would stop for a day and then come back five days. And then it would bleed like it, like I'm starting the period all, all over again. again. And um, eventually by the 7th of December, we realized now, no, we need to see a specialist. Mm -hmm. So that's when I went to a specialist. Okay. And when you were told no i think you were only told we're going to have this operation in in december in, de in december okay. yeah and when you were told this is what the situation is and this is the only way to stop it how did you feel okay so when i went to go and see the gynecologist i was told that i had a fibroid womb so a fibroid womb is literally where the entire womb 
is is taken over by this um, was that big yeah it well an average size womb a normal size womb is five centimeters by three centimeters long so five centimeters long three centimeters wide my womb was 10 centimeters by 10 centimeters so it was literally double and in some mm. cases triple the size okay. of a normal womb so but it wasn't fibroids outside of the womb it was an entire fibroid inside the womb that was growing like a baby mm -hmm. so um as a result of that i was bleeding all the time okay so i was i was very afraid um i didn't really understand at the time what that meant you hear a doctor using medical terms <laughs> but and and then all you hear a doctor saying to you is is that you have to have a hysterectomy and um, my mom had a hysterectomy as well so I knew what that meant but still hearing it it was extremely shocking I was overwhelmed I was scared and I was equally angry because I was angry because I had done so much already as a woman as a mother i've given birth to children four children and um i've made myself selfless for my husband for my body this was an attack upon me i didn't feel like i deserved it at the time so that was the the base of my anger that um how much more must i go through as a woman um i've just endured all of this and now you you going i need to have this removed my body is going to be cut open i'm going to have to endure that pain i'm angry now were you angry with your body i was angry with with life okay i i i wasn't angry with god i wasn't angry with 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 my body i was just i just felt i was robbed Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like I didn't deserve it. Yeah, so that was that was my initial feelings. Um and then the scientific emotions then started kicking in in terms of based on what had currently happened to me. Um in order for me to have a better life, I need to undergo this procedure. So there's three ways of having a hysterectomy done. There is the vaginal way. Then they do a um, the laser surgery in your abdomen. I okay. can't think of the medical term right now. Okay. And then there is the uh, abdominal hysterectomy. Okay. So because of the size of the fibroid, I needed to do the abdominal um, hysterectomy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can imagine. Um, I can't imagine. Don't let me say. I can imagine. I can imagine the anger against the body. Like, I've I've treated you well. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I've been pregnant for so many months of my years. Right. To give birth. Right. I have had to endure um, milk coming out of my body because I had to feed children. I've had to go through period pains. Yeah. Because of you, you right. know. Yeah. And all, all you probably need to do is you know, just be there now because now you've done your work. Let me rest, you know. I, I, I think I, I have an idea how one would feel. Because like I was saying earlier, as a woman, this is such a part of us. Yeah. It's your breast, it's your womb, 
you know and i know um like for example women who um have to have a surrogate to to give um, to have a child or who ad- and some can't even think of that or think of adoption because i have a womb why is it not working right you know yeah so for that so when that comes up and i remember someone in my family who already had kids but you know sick cried buckets like oh they're gonna take this away i didn't understand it then yeah because i was younger but i was like you've already had children what do you need it for yeah but the older i get i understand this is me as a woman yeah i felt so, it was like a violation Mm-hmm. It, it it's it's exactly what you're saying now. I have done everything right. I've participated in what the world mm-hmm. and what my body I've is, gone on diets. I've, I've, <laughs> has, has expected me to you do know. Ex- the diets, <laughs> all of that. So it was it was another. It was I've allowed all the pregnancy because as a woman, you when you fall pregnant, mm-hmm. you have you were partaker in that. You mm-hmm. knew you were gonna fall pregnant, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I was I was part of that. I didn't have a say in this. Yeah. And so for me that was that violation. It's like um you know you you've come into my body and you've you've host yourself there. You've 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 made in, yourself host. You you've invaded me. Be, yeah. You've invaded me and that is what Which I was invasion. I, that is what I was angry about because it wasn't like I was pregnant and I was having a baby because 9 months later a baby is coming out. Mm. Yeah was something that was potentially causing me bodily harm. Yeah. And that's that's what I was angry about actually to be honest with you. I was no, I was no, mad. No. I I think I think um everybody goes through different emotions. Yeah. Some are just uh, it's just fear, yeah. you know, because what's going to happen. Right. And I think maybe being angry didn't give you room or didn't give you time. to be afraid at least not in the beginning not in the beginning mm-hmm. fear did come in towards the end of december okay um as we entered into the new year that first week of the new year i didn't want to i think i even said to yes, you, you, I, you i remember you, you asked me said, and i said i don't want to talk about this anymore can we just <laughs> yes. have my holiday <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't want to and it wasn't as a result of me not wanting to talk that was the time i was processing my fear okay and you know what we say with your mouth mm-hmm. you manifest mm-hmm. so i had to internally deal with this fear without speaking outwardly about my fear because if you had to ask me how are you doing i might have just said to you i'm afraid and i didn't want to use those terms okay. loosely okay. okay right so it was really mm-hmm. a time to just say okay i'm afraid now in a couple of days time i'm going to be going for this operation and i needed to 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 work through that fear okay yeah okay yeah so you got the date for the operation oh, yeah so um yes the thing about going for this procedure and and maybe this will encourage women out there when you know you've prayed and you've done everything that you were supposed to do and you've been given all the options by your doctor and it's important to know what your options are you need to ask those questions don't take it for granted that you have to follow this procedure and there's no other alternatives don't be um, afraid to ask questions yeah, yeah the hysterectomy should be the absolute last alternative mm-hmm. in order for you to have a better life but um my doctor was you know he was very wise um i think it's probably his experience but he insisted that i have blood tests done 
um, a, a week before the operation. Yeah. And I had the blood test done and, and I was very happy because in that blood test, my iron count was low and so was my blood count. Um, and dangerously low to have an operation. So they did a four-pint blood transfusion first. And then I waited before. A, before the operation. And then I lost blood on the operating table. And they basically put another pint of blood in me. So uh, uh, women potentially might have lost their lives as a result of their blood count and their iron count before going for this procedure because there's a lot of bleeding that takes place in this operation i think all operations yeah. but i think in this case there's there's a lot of blood that's going to come out of you um and so you want to be precautious so um take caution so literally leading up to the operation so now i've gone uh, the day has now arrived the 19th of january has arrived and um when i went in I was spiritually, mentally, and physically prepared. Okay. Um, so I think the month allowed me to process. So I think it's also important for women not to just go in for the operation because the doctors say they should allow, depending on the, the severity. Okay. My doctor gave me tablets to stop the bleeding. And um, it was December period. They were all closing and going on holiday. Oh, I remember you said it finished and the doctor had gone on holiday. Right. So I had the tablets to, to stop bleeding. And then January when everybody opened, then the 19th was the date now scheduled. So um, that day I went in um, like I would go in for any of my babies. I have a mental thing that I say, expect the worst, expect the worst kind of feelings, pain or whatever, and then prepare yourself mentally for that, but going strong and in control. And then when you come out of it, you've already anticipated the worst. What can be worse than the worst? Okay. It, it, it's just my <laughs> mental way of I dealing with it. I don't think I'll go into an operation thinking the worst. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I trusted God and uh, I, I knew that when you know, when you know who you are and that, that everything works out for your good and you understand God's word in terms of um, his word living inside of you. Um, those words um, came to the surface and those words literally built my confidence um, so much so. So much so that I was able to enter the 19th, enter that hospital and say to them, right, let's do this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How long was it? So. Not I had to recover the op itself. So the op is about two hours, but I was in theater for three and a half. And the reason why I was in theater for three and a half was is because I also had a hernia removed at the same time. And I had the blood transfusion mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So um, that all of that took an hour, three, three and a half, half hours. hours. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you go in and um, it becomes real. When you, 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 you've just got a gown on and nothing else. 
and you you literally in the hands of these professionals and you know that those hospital lights yeah. that you see above you that is real and the anesthetist pulling your arm mm-hmm. and not really being very sensitive to your to your well-being because he's just doing a job to make sure that your arm is prepped for mm. where he's going to put you to sleep yeah and um they start putting those tags on your chest because they're going to be monitoring your heart rate and all of that then it becomes real and then then there's no turning back from that yeah and you can it's not like when you're having a baby you can have your husband with you you can have a no baby. you you're pretty much alone there and i i just remembered saying um i trust you lord and um that was the last thing i said and then when i came out somebody woke me up and said mrs bailey and um that was their way of testing me in the recovery mm. and um and then i went through the most excruciating pain because once once the uh and the 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 anesthetics what do they call it the anesthetics mm-hmm. um drugs worn out started coming out i started i feel in the pain i felt the pain it was intense um it 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 was it was very painful it it was it was worse than giving birth it was mm. it is excruciating i'd never experienced i asked my husband to 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 squeeze my leg just so that i could feel a different kind, kind of, of pain. pain okay so you could focus somewhere else so yeah. i could focus somewhere else all i could do was feel him squeeze okay. he was i i felt his hands on my legs but i felt no pain that's how painful so it was it, so bad it 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 consumed me um so much so that they had to they gave me a morphine injection and knocked me out yeah and so i was literally drugged up for the next 24 hours i think because when they checked on me around about 10 o'clock that evening i was pretty much just out of, out it. of it yeah. yeah just enough to have a sip of water and then gone again and then 4:00 the morning um somebody came to the room and i don't know what they did i was still out of it <laughs> and um the next day around about 9 o'clock people were making noises break then i started kind of like coming to but at this point it felt like my entire abdomen had sunk into the bed like i had there's no there's something st- missing there's something mm-hmm. missing i had no strength mm-hmm. in me um and then um from there it was just pretty much they 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 I must say that the medical profession is extremely knowledgeable about how to treat their patients. Um you must be extremely your case must be extremely unique to have a different format. I think they've got the system and the format pretty much wired down. You go into your operation, you have 24 hours in your bed and then from there on what you must get out of that bed. And I I never thought I could get out of the bed because um how do you expect me to get out of the bed you've just cut me open now and i've just i've just kind of like started feeling like i can manage the pain um and now you want me to get out of the bed there's been studies that say um mo- uh, being mobile actually helps you heal faster um, but when you are the one in pain it doesn't feel ah uh-uh, i don't want to hear that well you know what I sister, just want to sit <laughs> sister tell me that the, so so part of the recovery mm-hmm. is is that they give you a therapist Okay. So I had nine o'clock a session with a the therapist, 
and um, she literally um, helped me. I had no idea simple lifting of legs and arms uh, could help you get out of bed. A simple movement with my arms and my legs that she directed me to do. She didn't do it for me. She just told me what to do. I did it and I immediately felt I could get out of the bed. It was it was interesting. I never thought it would be possible, but it did happen. Mm-hmm. Got out of the bed with a bit of her aid and she immediately took me walking. <laughs> immediately. From that point, I was walking. Mm-hmm. And I never thought I would be able to do that. That was quite remarkable. Got up, walked the entire ward up and down twice with her. And I said to her, I'm tired now. And she said, you know, you did good. We're going to do this again tomorrow. And she got me back to the bed. And then I looked at my bed. And then I realized how sunken in I felt when I laid down. Mm -hmm. Because the minute I'm laying down, remember my core muscles Mm -hmm. now is extremely weak and fragile. Yeah. I, I did not want to get back into the bed. Oh, shame. Because you didn't want to feel that. I didn't mm. want to feel that. That mm. that weakness, that mm. um, inability to, to help yourself. Yeah. Because I was going to need help every time to get up. Mm. They took the catheter out after the first walk. Okay. Now I can't, I need to go to, to the, the toilet. To the <laughs> toilet. So, cruel to be kind. Um, and that helped. Okay. Yeah. And um, then five days in hospital. And then, of course, the journey of healing that started at home. Yeah. And when you got home, how did you feel? So now it's been taken out. Yeah. I know it was painful. Yes. Uh, well, I, when I say I know because I did ask you and yeah. I have spoken to some other people. Yeah. But how, um, mentally now, how are you coping with the fact that why? Okay, let me say, why did you write that? Okay. I think that's it. Yeah, so... Why did you write it? I wrote it... I wrote the, the, the tribute to my womb. Mm. Um, because... I had now already experienced the anger. I had already experienced that there's no other alternatives for me. Um, I already experienced the fear. And now I'd already experienced the operation. So... I just felt that I lost something and then I recalled what did I lose and what did it mean to me having lost this what 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 did my womb represent to me you know because you know uh, some of the ladies that I've spoken to is oh it's the best thing that ever gonna happen to you your body will never be the same again and blah 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 all of that but what did it mean to me and um, when I thought about it I thought I, I recall and I think the best way is just for me to read it because I think I articulate yeah my thoughts I am um, yeah before you read I think um, what most women don't do we um, they maybe stay on the now I'm not so much of a woman anymore which is not true. No. Because here you still are. You're still a mom. You're still a wife. Yeah. You're still very much a woman. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you're still very much a woman. But I think when we give, um, like Pastor will say, give it a name. Call it, you know. Yeah. Call what it is. Yeah. And then when we speak to it. Yeah. I think that, um, so it's been, I will say from what you've been saying, it's been quite um, 
um, I, I, the word is more than helpful. It's a, it's been a blessing that you are a Christian when you went through this, right? Because you had God helping you to come to grips with what is going on, right? And even when thoughts could have actually made things really bad, yeah, you had someone to hold on to, right? Okay, uh, when you're describing this hospital now, I'm thinking. Oh wow! Yeah, just looking up at the at the lights and all the strange faces because everybody's got a mask on now. Right, you don't know who is who. That's the only. So when you said um, I was alone in there, I was gonna say something. You said, but then I said, you realize that God was there. That's it. Yeah, and that's it. That just made it easier. But I think this when I saw it, like I was saying to you earlier, when I read it on online, I was like, I I I was so weepy. Even though I wasn't the one going through, but I could just imagine how this must be. You yeah. know, this is. Thank you, but I, I I'm going to miss you. I'm going yeah. to miss you, but thank you for being there. Thank yeah. you for doing what you were supposed to do. Yeah. Thank you for your. Sa- don't let me, don't let me say anything. Let me, <laughs> let, so we 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 going. Um, she's going to read um the tributes that she wrote to a womb. Right. Okay. Okay. So this is what I wrote. Um, and this was um, pretty much um, what I felt was necessary for me to express to the world um, the the value that the womb actually represents to us as women. So it's called a special tribute to my womb. My womb has fulfilled her duty. Motherhood is so very precious to me and something that my womb has allowed me to achieve a blessing and a beautiful experience and I am forever cherish I will forever tra- cherish during my pregnancies I experienced several changes both physical and mental I had a growing stomach and suffered anxiety fear and insecurities at times despite this my woman and I worked together to make my pregnancies as pleasant as possible by embracing the changes and experiencing different sensations, learning about the process and taking care of myself. Over the course of 31 years, I have had given birth to four children. It is with profound gratitude that I acknowledge my womb for her service. The past few weeks have been difficult for me as I've had to part ways with my womb. Thank you for the glorious gift of motherhood. And hmm. that's pretty much as by Charlene Bailey. By Charlene Bailey, <laughs> that that that's pretty much what what my womb, the tribute was for. After all the anger, after all the pain, after all the fear of having to lose my womb, she had done me well. She had blessed me with something that no one can ever take away from me. I had the privilege of partnering with her to to be a to be a giver of life and I did it four times um, and I felt very blessed and as I evaluated my life and where I am in my life at the moment it was okay for her to go because she really had done her job okay. and and pretty much that's what this tribute was all about just to say thank you because who do we talk about our womb? You know, do we... <laughs> we just take it for granted. We just take it for granted. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I realized as I was writing it that in all my pregnancies, I never thanked her. <laughs> I never thanked her that my son was born. I never thanked her that that we did this 
thing together, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, how many women have lost babies mm-hmm. during their pregnancy um, or can't have children, yet they have a womb, mm-hmm. you know. And so it was, it was, a, it was a reflection of, it, 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 it might have come late, and, but it's, it, it can also be something that women can now maybe appreciate. Go to your womb and say thank you for bearing children with me and and being a vessel that houses and incubates a baby um and because it's very special it's very unique i was quite shocked about how small you said it was i promise you if you do the (laughs) research your womb is that small and it expands and then goes back again yes Uh, so you know it's beautiful it's beautiful what that chamber does Um, and so maybe women out there now can maybe just go and just say thank you to give her a name, you know. Yeah, I, I noticed that you keep saying her, her. her. But I guess I mean it's a woman. She, I, I, I so said, I, she's it's female. For she's it's she's female. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I gave, I referred to her as being her. Yeah. Because she is, she it, is it a is, her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that was that was my poem, and um, when I. When I finished wrote it, there was more peace that just came upon me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have the whole experience of it's the best thing that's ever going to happen to you. You're never going to get your periods. Mm-hmm. I didn't have, I didn't have that. I wasn't. I think that is something that I will now eventually enjoy. How many weeks after your patient did you write this? Um, I think I wrote it in the first week of Feb. So I think okay. about two weeks after the operation. Okay. Yeah. And I can see it's still affecting me. It is it's affecting still very me. Scary. It's scary. Yeah, it, 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 it is affecting mm. me mm. because um, it's still a process, it Sister Temi. It you know, it it's. Is. It is. Um, I mean, I still can't. I mean, I might not have any pain, but um, there's still a centerpiece here mm-hmm. where the nerves are still. It, it still thinks there's something there. Yeah, it's I still, remember, it's yeah, still it's connecting. Yeah. Thing. So there's mm. still a, a numbness, um, a, a, a one area in my abdomen mm. that I'm still feeling. Um, but the, the, main, the main pain has left. And so it's just the nerve endings that's working together. Mm. So they initially say like for the first six to eight weeks, no heavy lifting or anything yeah. like that. Mm. But as I was doing research, it takes anything between uh, that period and six months okay. for complete 100% mm. recovery. Okay. So I'm just being good to my body and uh, making sure that I um, eat healthy in terms of my gut health mm. because my gut health is now the most important thing because um, of the hernia operation and the hysterectomy, um, I can't have any strain. Okay. okay. Right? So you've got to look after yourself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, I plan to go to gym 1st of April. <laughs> and then um, my husband, in his wisdom, said to me, let's first walk around the block a good couple of times before you try and push into the heavy. Mm. And I must be honest with you, I really need to first <laughs> do around the block mm. before I can go to the gym because the core is still weak. Mm. So if I'm sitting Just on a take it easy. Yeah, and if I'm sitting on a very low chair, I literally have to lift my arms up because there's it's there's it's not okay. there's not enough no strength. core muscles there. Yeah, yeah the core mm, muscles mm, are still mm. affected. So mm. it, it is gonna take some time, but yeah, uh, we're talking I'm I'm teary. 
Um, it is emotional. But yeah, but an honest, it's an honest um, conversation with yeah. yourself, yeah. with your body. And yes, it will take a while. Yeah. And um, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for talking to me about it. Yeah. So it's been Coffee with Timmy. See you next week. Bye for now.